welcome to Unity Presbyterian Church Online. This week in worship, Pastor Dana continues our series on the purpose of with a look at evangelism. Why should we tell others about what Jesus has done in our lives? Let's listen. Today we are continuing on with our sermon series on purpose. And more specifically, we'll be talking about the purpose of evangelism. So exploring what evangelism is and why evangelism is so important. Now I know that this word evangelism is not a word that we love to hear. This word evangelism conjures up a lot of different negative feelings. It conjures up images of people knocking on our doors at very inopportune times to talk about religion. This word evangelism, it conjures up images of people evangelizing on a street corner, shouting from a megaphone, repent, for the kingdom of God has come near. This word evangelism conjures up images of people being pushy and being forceful about converting to the Christian faith. This word evangelism over the past few years has gotten a very bad reputation. But there's a lot more to this word than just those things that I listed. And there's far less intrusive ways to evangelize to someone than knocking on their door during dinner time or shouting on a street corner to repent of your sins. For instance, Henry French once said, True evangelism is simply sharing in one way or another what's real for you. Evangelism is speaking and living the good news of God's love, God's justice, God's forgiveness, God's compassion, and God's salvation. Usually living the good news will come before speaking the good news. So evangelism at its very core, it just simply means sharing God's love, God's compassion, God's grace with other people. It simply means talking about the good things that God is doing in your life. Or talking about the things that God is doing in this world or how you can see God at work in other people's lives. But even then, even when we boil this word down to this very simplistic definition, evangelizing in this way, even then it is still difficult to evangelize to someone. It's hard to work in conversations about God to our everyday interactions. It can seem intimidating. It can feel vulnerable to talk about your personal faith life with another person or to invite God into a conversation, especially if that person hasn't really invited God in first. And this is an age-old issue. This is something that people wrestled with even back in Old Testament days. Moses, someone who was very close to God, someone who is arguably one of the most important biblical characters of the Old Testament, even Moses wrestled with this. The leader of the Israelites, even Moses wrestled with sharing God's glory with other people. And I'll give you a specific example. When Moses was on Mount Sinai, This is when Moses comes face to face with God. God gives him the Ten Commandments that he's supposed to deliver to the Israelites. Well, when Moses came down off that mountain, he was radiant. He was shining God's glory after that interaction, and he hid himself. 
He concealed God's glory. Turning to Exodus chapter 34, verses 29 through 35, this is where that story unfolds. Those verses say, Moses came down from Mount Sinai. As he came down from the mountain with the two tablets of the covenant in his hand, Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone because he had been talking with God. When Aaron and all the Israelites saw Moses, the skin of his face was shining, and they were afraid to come near him. But Moses called to them, and Aaron and all the leaders of the congregation returned to him, and Moses spoke with them. Afterward, all the Israelites came near, and he gave them in commandment all that the Lord had spoken with them on Mount Sinai. When Moses had finished speaking with them, he put a veil on his face. But whenever Moses went in before the Lord to speak with him, he would take the veil off until he came out. And when he came out, he told the Israelites what he had been commanded. The Israelites would see the face of Moses, that the skin of his face was shining, and Moses would put the veil on his face again until he went in to speak with him. In these verses from Exodus, we heard how Moses came face to face with God on Mount Sinai. And after that face-to-face encounter, when Moses came down off the mountain, he realized that he had been transformed in some way. He had been transfigured in such a way where his face was shining. He was reflecting the light and the glory of God. In fact, his face shined so brightly after that encounter with God that Moses put a veil over his face. Over and over again in this passage, we hear how Moses would put a veil over his face after he left God's presence and returned to where the people were. And so that's what I want us to discuss a little bit further this morning. I want us to discuss this veil that Moses was wearing. I want us to explore what that veil signifies and what it says to us present day. And there are two different points of significance regarding this veil. The first point of significance regarding the veil is that it illustrates what happens when a person comes face to face with God. The fact that Moses even had to wear a veil, it signifies how a person cannot come into contact with God without being changed in some way. You can't come into contact without, with God without being transformed and having a lasting impact on your life. This story about Moses' face being shiny and noticeably shiny, it can sound a little silly to our modern-day ears, unless at some point or another you have experienced this and you have seen someone who was noticeably shiny, You've seen someone who was radiating God's love, God's joy, God's compassion or generosity. Sometimes there's people that you come into contact with and they are just really happy. They are like overly cheerful to the point where you think that is fake. It is unreal. Nobody could be that happy. That is what they're talking about in this passage. That person has come into contact with God and they've been filled with God's joy. And so they're reflecting it in their day-to-day interactions. Sometimes it's a person's spirit, their demeanor. Sometimes it's a light in their eyes. 
Sometimes it truly is just their face that is just shiny and reflecting God's light and glory. One of the first bits of astronomy that we learn as young children is that the moon, as large and as bright as it is, it does not reflect and emit its own light. Instead, its light is only a reflection of the sun's light and brilliance. Same is the case for each of us. Each time we come into contact with God, we then reflect and emit God's light and glory. Whether we're coming into contact with God by coming to church, or being in prayer, or reading scripture, whether we're coming into contact with God on a mission trip, or going to Montreat, whatever it is that deepens your spiritual life. It is those personal encounters with God, those experiences like Moses had on that mountaintop, that changes us. It leaves us shining. It leaves us glowing and radiating all that God is. We walk away from those encounters with God impacted in such a way where we can't help but to reflect God's light. So that is the first point of significance regarding Moses' veil. It tells us what happens when a person comes face to face with God. His veil reminds us how each encounter with God leaves us changed and transformed in some way. It changes us in such a way where we can't help but to reflect God's love and joy and compassion. The second point of significance regarding Moses' veil is that it illustrates how we sometimes mask ourselves in front of other people. Now, I know that we live in a day and age where we are literally wearing masks a lot of times when we go places. But Moses' veil illustrates how we metaphorically veil ourselves at times as well. Moses' veil depicts how we sometimes put up these walls, these barriers, which, which prevents people from being able to fully experience God's glory that we would otherwise be reflecting. And I'll explain that a little bit more. When Moses came down off that mountain, he had no clue that he had been changed and transformed and that he was glowing and radiating God's glory. And so he went about his normal day-to-day life, doing the things that he would typically do. He went and interacted with the Israelites. He delivered the Ten Commandments like God had instructed him to do. And it was in that moment that he learned how shiny his face was, that he had been transfigured during that face-to-face encounter with God. And as he learned how shiny and bright he was, he saw how other people responded to him. He saw the negative reactions that people were having towards him. They were frightened by him. They were scared. They recoiled. And so what did Moses do? He put a veil over his face. He put a mask or a veil over his face to hide this radiant glow of God. He put a veil over his face so that he was no longer reflecting God's light. He masked himself so he didn't scare people off, so he wasn't deemed weird or different. This very much speaks to us in our present day and age. It represents how we sometimes veil our own faces. 
How we sometimes mask ourselves when it comes to sharing God's light with other people, radiating God's glow for others to see. It signifies how we hesitate to share stories about our faith with other people, how we hesitate to talk about God in our day-to-day conversations, how we sometimes shy away from expressing our faith with other people because we don't want to be deemed weird or different. We don't want to scare people off. Several years back, I attended a Christian education conference that the Presbyterian denomination hosts. And during this conference, I learned some very interesting and alarming statistics about church membership and participation in a pretty steady decline that all Protestant churches are experiencing. And so I'll share some of those statistics with you this morning. Every year, 2.7 million church members fall into the inactive status. Every year, more than 4,000 churches close their doors. From 1990 to 2000, the combined membership of all Protestant denominations in the U.S. declined by almost 5 million members, while the U.S. population increased by 24 million people. So that statistic gives you an image of the imbalance there. The United States now ranks third following China and India in the number of people who are not professing Christians. In other words, the U.S. is becoming an ever-increasing, unreached, or unchurched group of individuals. And just 18% of Americans report that they attend church frequently or regularly. And just to give you a better definition of frequently, uh, that means that you attend church twice a month. So only 18% of Americans report that they attend church at least twice a month. And I have a couple of statistics regarding just the Presbyterian denomination to share with you. In 2011, the denomination experienced a decline of 63,804 members. They had a loss of 96 congregations that year. The overall PCUSA membership is now down to 1.76 million people, and that is the global membership which is down almost three-quarters of a million people from 2006. Now, many people speculate as to why there has been such a consistent and steady decline in church membership and participation. And the keynote speaker that was there at the conference uh, who provided these statistics had an interesting perspective to share. Her name was Lillian Daniel, and this is what she had to say. She said, this is to be expected, since we are now a culture where we no longer talk about God or our faith. We no longer talk to other people about what God is doing in our lives. Instead, we talk about the weather. We talk about current events, or we gossip about other people. We talk about sitcoms. She said, we have turned into a culture that is much more laid back when it comes to sharing our faith. If we do talk about God or faith— It's conveyed as do whatever floats your boat. Do whatever's going to make you happy. She went on to say, and those who are actually talking about their faith come from a very strict, conservative religious background. They convey this fire and brimstone message and impress upon others the importance of accepting Jesus in their lives so they don't burn in hell for all of eternity. 
Therefore, Lillian says we must adopt an attitude where we have something to say in between fire and brimstone and do whatever floats your boat. Grady Parsons, he was the stated clerk for the PCUSA denomination in 2012. He had a very interesting and similar response to the decline in church membership as well. And this is what he shared. He said, the first and primary need is to increase our efforts to live out the Great Commission, to share the good news of Jesus Christ. He said, those statistics challenge us as Presbyterians to reconnect with the ever-growing number of those who have no religious affiliation, those who deem and title themselves as spiritual but not religious, and to talk to them about our faith to not be fearful to talk to them and all others about how we are experiencing God in our day-to-day lives. Both of these individuals make very valid and relevant points. One of the most important parts of our faith is going out into the world and to share the good news of Jesus Christ with others. One of the key parts of our faith is helping others to see and experience God in their day-to-day lives. And we do that by evangelizing. We evangelize when we talk about God. We evangelize when we manifest God's presence for others to see and experience for themselves. We evangelize when we reflect God's light, God's love, God's compassion. Moses' veil reminds us of how easy it can be to put up a barrier between ourselves and other people, how easy it is to hide our faith from other people. And these alarming statistics that I shared with you, well, they highlight the consequences for putting up these barriers. They highlight the consequences for being afraid to be vulnerable and not sharing our faith with other people. These statistics show us what the consequences are for being a laid-back culture where we no longer talk about God and faith in our day-to-day interactions. The danger of adopting this attitude of do whatever you want, whatever is going to float your boat. As we take into account these two things that Moses' veil represents, then there's some questions to ask ourselves some questions to think about throughout this next week. One of the questions to ask ourselves is, in what ways have you encountered God in your personal life? How was that face-to-face encounter with God, how has that changed you or impacted you? In other words, throughout this next week, think about those times, those moments in which you've encountered God's presence. Where were you? What were you doing? How did it have a lasting impact on you? The next question to think about is, are you willing to share those experiences with other people? Are you willing to reflect the light and glory of God throughout your day-to-day life so that people can come into contact with God's presence? The big question to ask ourselves is if we are willing to remove our veils, to go out into the world and to talk about our faith, to radiate God's glory for others to see. Essentially, are you willing to go out in the world and evangelize?
There are times when it is easier to shy away from sharing our faith with others and really talking about the ways in which you see God at work in your life and in this world. But we are reminded of the alarming number of people who are not coming into contact with God on a day-to-day basis. Those numbers are going to continue to decline and trend downward unless we start removing our veils and start sharing our stories, our personal experiences with other people. This morning we are reminded of the purpose of evangelism, the importance of evangelizing and removing these veils and these barriers so that we can tell others about the good things that God is doing in our lives, in our community, and all around this world. Amen. If you would like more information about Unity Presbyterian Church, please visit our website at www.unitypres.org or visit us on Facebook. This is the Unity Presbyterian Church Podcast. Have a great week.